festive. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing heading down. I Hello, this is Minute 51 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Corey McLean, your host. Today I have Keith Allison with me. Hi there. And I also have Megan Tripp with me. Hello. Uh, And we're going to talk to you about Minute 51. Uh, So we last left Cher having just given her second oral report. um, And uh, we go into a lovely montage of her giving herself gifts to try and get attention from a boy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) a, A clever and subtle ruse. Uh, <laughs> most of the minute is actually taken up with this little montage. It's a very visual minute. And then our minute finishes up with a little conversation between her and Christian, where he asks if she knows what's going on this weekend. Um, we end on the line, well, my ex-stepbrother's friends, which is kind of fun. But... <laughs> which shows just how personal uh, it is, really, for, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's It's super, super, people she's super, super tight with. Uh, I thought it was a pretty fun one, you know, uh, just really kind of helping to underline some of Cher's more, uh, her thought process and her, her problem-solving nature, in a way. Yeah, it gets to be very, very creative and fun with uh, the ways of how her mind works, even though, as we can kind of tell just from the minute, it does, isn't quite maybe successful in the way she thinks it is with Christian, because you can tell, we might have mentioned this in the previous minute, but like you can tell that he's very much savvy as to what she's doing with the way that he rolls her his eyes when she uh, uh, shows all the love notes. <laughs> it's not a subtle play. Like <laughs> none of it is a subtle play. Like I also like, she doesn't send herself roses. She doesn't even like spring for the romantic bouquet. <laughs> Presumably because she wants to sort of leave an opening for him to get that for her. Oh sure. But like, it's like the kind of bouquet I would send my mom. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an Easter bouquet. It's all lilies, and it's like, where did you get? that bouquet <laughs> like it's what you would bring someone in a hospital yeah it's a very solemn occasion basically <laughs> sitting through class also what does she do with that for the rest of her day oh uh, you know she's probably got like she's probably got one of those like uh she's probably got something for her locker like the way that she organizes her closet like probably just something <laughs> that takes the flowers away and stacks them in like the far off back <laughs> right next to a bottle of water of some sort It'll keep him housed. Maybe she just gives them to someone else. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. teacher of mine. <laughs> you know how we're so tight. Here's some flowers. <laughs> exactly. She uses them to manipulate someone else. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what she does with them. Yeah, or just like uh, she passes Ty in the hallway. Like, hey, Ty, still feeling better? Here you go. All right. Problem solved. There oh, go. yes. That's what she does with them. That's exactly what she does with them. Oh, I, I like this. This is now in my head canon for Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the great moment where he where uh, Christian is reading um, Junkie in the background. Yes. yes. Um, subtle. Very subtle movie. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, that's probably a scene cut from the film where we see Christian really involved in drug use and drug dealing. Like, that was... <laughs> gonna be all at something sure just to really i don't it. think 
I don't think that's the implication. I think the I think the implication is that it, it's meant to be a, su- a subtle hint about like, well, he's super into beat culture oh, and, and like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just uh, showing his uh, his way of looking at the world, essentially. Yeah, that's who he wants to be. I said Rock Hudson last time, but maybe he wants to be Allen Ginsberg or, or one of those guys. Um, <laughs> maybe. I also love the really subtle explanation about how, and sometimes it helps to show sin, to show skin, because then boys think of sex. Yes. Like, thanks, Cher. That thanks is, for that. I think that ended up, that and the, uh, I think after the Christian eye roll, that's my favorite part of the minute. Just, <laughs> I was rewatching it earlier today and just thought to myself, like, it's so perky and just so, but so matter of fact, <laughs> it's so delightful. Like, just spelling it out for you like that. Like, that, that moment there is basically the entirety around which like the writers of legally blonde took that moment and said let's build an entire character and an entire movie around this moment <laughs> like cuz that's Reese Witherspoon's character from legally blonde yeah it was funny i was listening to um this other podcast uh grown ups uh read things they wrote as kids and there was these two 16 year old girls and they wrote these journals that were like how-to books on how to interact with the opposite sex. (laughs) And I don't know if they like really grew up with Clueless or if they just really, if this movie just really tapped into like young girls and how they think, because it was definitely along the lines of very much like, oh, I'm so knowledgeable, even though I'm only 16. Like I know everything I need to know. (laughs) I think it does do a really good job. Yeah, she's just, uh, she's just laying out what her assets are, I suppose, or <laughs> her options. Well, I also like how she does the show some skin and she literally is facing him, like turns around to face him to take off her sweater and oh, then yeah. turns back around. Mm-hmm. Like it is the least subtle move on the planet. <laughs> right. It's not like she's talking to the guy behind him to like get a pencil or something. And, Oh, let me just remove my sweater. Like there's no context for her turning around at all. Yes. Yeah, it's not like, Oh, I sat down inside and it was cold outside and it's warm inside and I'm going to take my sweater off now. And there's a reason for it. It's, no, I just feel like showing you some skin. Christian, would you like to see? Yeah. All I was missing was like the second after of her just saying like, Oh, you thinking some thoughts now? You thinking the thoughts with the sex, <laughs> the sex thoughts? Like fantastic. I'm going to turn back. To pretend to focus in the class. Or just like a really obvious wink. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that outfit and I was like, I don't think that's up to dress code. <laughs> yeah, the dress code at this school is interesting. Um, by which I mean non-existent. Yeah. Which, you know, more power to them. Like, no body shaming at Beverly Hills High, apparently. Oh, no. Um, They're probably just too preoccupied with all the guys who have their pants hanging low and showing their underwear off. Like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Busy, like, sending them to the office. They don't have time to pay attention to the girls. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Just <laughs> keep the boys yeah, distracted. Yeah, fine. Whatever. We're just going to get rid of the rest of the bad seeds. And take <laughs> off your caps, too. <laughs> I mean, after, I mean, like, to, also, like, this school is kind of, like, kind of lax on what they allow in class. Like, because isn't, isn't it a thing where, like, every time we see uh, Travis in class, like, in the last minute or two, like, he just has his skateboard on his desk the whole time. like <laughs> And his legs know, over it. <laughs> exactly. Like, in the most wonderfully comfortable <laughs> yeah, I mean, position, propped up. <laughs> 
Like, I guess they also all know, like, like this is where you go if you want to go get stoned. Like, and all the students know it, and presumably, therefore, all the teachers know it as well. Like, it's not a very high-discipline school. Right, right, right. Huh. I guess, like, if they didn't really care that much about people doing their assignments the right way, like making a speech over 30 seconds long, <laughs> I guess they probably aren't caring too much about the external factors either, I suppose. Like, like oh, you didn't do the, you didn't do the bare amount of work? Well, all right. So it's okay, it's okay, Travis Birkenstock, heir to the Birkenstock fortune. You'll be just fine. <laughs> I, I'm good with that. So I don't need to really focus on any of your misbehaving in the classroom either. Like essentially sort of thing. <laughs> Everybody at the school is phoning it in so hard. It's probably because they don't want to deal with like the super rich lawyer parents who are going to like. Oh, sue God. Them yeah, or I can imagine. <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I would not want to deal with that at all if I were these teachers. I'm trying to understand. I still cannot fathom who Christian thinks. What slang is this supposed to be? Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he picked up from Junkie. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe that's the case. Have, have either of you read Junkie? Please tell me this is the slang in Junkie because I might need to go read it. No, I have not. I am not too well versed in, in the boroughs. Uh, yeah, no, this is probably the most research I had to do for this entire show was finding out what ration this weekend and in on the heavy clam bakes possibly could have met because <laughs> i remember watching that like three times in the minute and just have no idea what does it mean you can kind of infer I what mean, he means but it still is like yeah. i've never heard that statement before i've heard clam bake i mean even 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 Cher is confused and she is presumably relatively hip and well informed but like, I want to know why, he, like, I mean, presumably he calls her Duchess because she's super posh or, and yeah. wealthy and obviously privileged. Relative aristocrat um, sort of thing. I can't even come up with, like, it's as, as incomprehensible to me as Cockney rhyming slang is before <laughs> it's explained. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be nice if he didn't know that a heavy clinic was an actual thing and just made it up based on some kind of some kind of rhyming pattern and it just happened to work out that way <laughs> well it's a lot of talk about oral fixation so that's something <laughs> oh man we could certainly talk about that she that she spends the entire minute either talking or with something in her mouth yep yep, yep. um and talk and at, at certain points voiceover over her having something in her mouth i am confused by when she says my ex-stepbrother's friends is she talking about josh josh is supposed yeah. to be having something yeah. going on i okay. guess so like, yeah or i yeah. think I think the Mighty Mighty Boston's party is thrown at his college. Oh. I think that's what the implication is supposed to be. Um, what other, like, teen and young adult uh, things were, were your, like, teen movies are you guys' favorites? I love 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, that could have been, like, really average. But I think Julia Stiles and um, Heath Ledger have a lot of chemistry. So I really enjoyed yeah. them together. One of my favorites is actually one that just came out a few years ago. But uh, I was actually a pretty big fan of The Spectacular Now with Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. Kind of like a late high school uh, graduating, kind of like looking forward to college sort of thing. But more dealing with this messed up kid and like some of his issues that have come from having a deadbeat father. Uh, and I just thought that was really, uh, really kind of really well acted, really powerful. I think it kind of portrays teens in a very, I think, empathetic way, very understandable. Like they kind of present characters that you might assume are kind of in high school cliques, but they don't act that way at all. Like the, like the ostensible 
jokester of the group of the school that Miles Teller is, like gets along well with gets along well with the ostensible nerds of the school, and also gets along well with like the jock football player, and like it really just I think gives this I think it spends a bit less time on, like teen issues and just more on like these young adults like just self conscious about where they are, having grown up in unfortunate ways. Um, but yeah, really well acted, I thought. Cool. So not so much with the romanticization of. Uh... The American team. I don't think so. No, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> but pretty charming. <laughs> I think a couple other people on this show have, have recommended that one, actually. Oh, good. Great. Um, and, te- and obviously, 10 Things I Hate About You is, is a, a crowd favorite. Of course. <laughs> um, um, for kind of different, for very, very different reasons. Like, mostly having to do with the charm of those two lead actors, right, right. as you mentioned, Megan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's like... A way to love watch it and a way to hate watch it. <laughs> it kind of falls in the middle. <laughs> I remember watching She's All That for the second time. And the first time I was like so shocked by how quickly she becomes popular and so shocked that there's like a song and dance number. I remembered it being like completely hilarious. And when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, this this doesn't hold up as a... a hate watch movie like it's not quite zany enough in every minute (laughs) i don't know if you guys feel that way i didn't see that movie until i was an adult and i remember sort of finishing watching it and being like angry at that (laughs) i kind of want to sit down the screenwriter and the director and edit their script for them and explain (laughs) to them how it maybe should have been structured a bit better you're gonna have a night Shyamalan to rewrite the script essentially (laughs) (laughs) Like, it has really big structural problems. <laughs> it's like it it's re- it's a weirdly paced movie. It really is. Like cuz it's it's super short and like they needed to fill it out and that's why there's a dance number. Um <laughs> Yep. Like Exactly. <laughs> it's the craziest movie. Um except not at all. Uh, <laughs> it's not quite crazy enough to justify that dance number. Yeah. Um, I remember when I saw um after midnight on Broadway, Dulé Hill uh, was like an MC of the different performers coming on and singing and dancing. And uh, I was slipping through the playbill, and that was like the first thing that was listed under his bio. Oh, was it? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, oh. I guess. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't know why oh. you would list that. <laughs> <laughs> just that I love how much the love letters scene just reminds me of uh, the bit from Mean Girls sending the, the candy grams or whatnot. With the uh, yeah, yeah, the four for you, four for you, Glen Coco scene. Uh, just a nice little, nice little reminder. You go, get, uh, you go, Glen Coco. Go. <laughs> on that note, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Yep, just that I'm occasionally on Twitter at mst3kfan123. Uh, just making semi-frequent comments here or there. Uh, yep, that'll do it for me. Um, I have not another bad movie podcast. Um. Nothing new since before, um, but you can always check us out at notanotherbadmoviepodcast.com or see if we have anything new out by following us on Twitter at nabmpodcast. Uh, and I host uh, The Accidental Cinephile. Uh, you can check us out at uh, at Accidental Pod uh, on Twitter. Um, we're on SoundCloud and iTunes, too. Uh, and yeah. Um Thank you guys so much for chatting with me about this minute of Clueless. Thank you.
Thank you so much. All right. All right. Till tomorrow, we will be back with our final me- minute of the week. Thank you for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted, executive produced and hosted by Corey McLean with my guests, Keith Allison and Megan Trey. Follow us on Facebook at As If the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.